Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. guys welcome back to the freelance fairy tales podcast where we chat all things remote work freelancing mindset and financial freedom this week i'm super excited to welcome on quinn gable which that's a sick name by the way who is a former nine to five corporate marketing director and event producer turned solo van lifer say that 10 times fast who manages her own creative agency on the road her work has landed her as the youngest 40 under 40 on connect corporate for event production and features on BuzzFeed for living in a van with her cats, which has the cat lady inside of me. Very excited to chat with her today. Quinn also manages her own women's travel Facebook group and uses her social media platforms to bring awareness to safe solo female travel. Quinn, welcome. Alex, thank you so much for having me. Oh, Atlas is also very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me be on this podcast. What you have been doing on social has been absolutely incredible for bettering the lives of so many people who don't think they have the option to not do corporate nine to five. So thank you for inspiring so many, including myself. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that because Lord knows enough people flip out at me when I post that, which is why I'm super pumped to talk to you about. First, we'll start off with the process of how you left your corporate job that you were at for eight years and sounds like you were doing quite well at it. What was the process of leaving that to go start your own creative agency that you live in a van, like that you do in a van? So, you know, walk us through, like, how do you get from point A to point B? Yeah. So eight years, I think two days after college, I started working for a company that I interned at while I was in school called BehindTheChair.com, which is the largest hair magazine worldwide for hairdressers professionally. And so through that, I interned on the press and the editorial team. Then I moved over to the advertising team full time when I was a salaried employee. So I was managing, it was kind of like Mad Men. I was managing advertising campaigns for like Oh, Bumble and Bumble and American Crew and TG, Farouk, Chi, a lot of the hair care brands that people all know and love. And the hair industry is, I mean, I'm biased, but like I absolutely love the hair industry more than any industry. And what was amazing is this company that I worked for gives really incredible opportunities to people who are younger, who don't have that opportunity potentially somewhere. And it was around 98% woman and it was woman owned. And so it was just a really amazing environment. So through that, I saw an opening in the event producer direction and With my marketing background, I was still able to do marketing director as well as switch over into event production. So at 23 years old, I was running sold out shows at the Chicago Theater, the Orpheum, which turned into the O2 in London. And so what happened was I was there for eight years. I had so much experience that I was so grateful for. And then the pandemic happened and we had planned this Mm. massive 2020 20th anniversary tour for this magazine and we had an eight city three country tour planned and we did the first one in new york and it was the day Mm -hmm. it was the day the state of emergency happened 
everyone kind of batten down the hatches, cancel everything. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like getting goosebumps talking about it because like I love event production so much and it was so sad to cancel everything, which I mean in hindsight, yeah. the world <laughs> was in a pandemic. But what then happened is I was able to stay on, which I'm really grateful for. However, we had just hired two undergrads who knew about TikTok. They knew about all these different social media platforms coming right out of college and me being their boss, I had no idea what what TikTok was. And so I was like, okay, I'm not doing events anymore. I need to start figuring out other routes that I can potentially pivot into. And so then I started doing more on social media in the business perspective, but then also in order to understand TikTok, I started doing my own TikTok channel. And I started doing videos mm-hmm. about things that I know. And as a event producer, I was on the road every week, scouting new locations, staying in hotel rooms alone, going to different countries alone. And I started just genuinely talking about my experience traveling as a solo woman on the road, how to check into hotels, how to go to Indonesia alone, how to go to Sweden alone, how to go to the grocery store when you're too afraid to go anywhere alone and you just want to make small trips to figure out how to do things alone. And so it really took off. Honestly, seeing some of your videos and seeing other videos on TikTok started have me thinking, could I potentially do this full time? Or, hey, look at this van life. I love traveling around. Could I potentially be in van life and travel and then just like live off savings and figure that out? And I just knew that at that eight year Mm -hmm. mark working for the company, I had started to not be as happy as I once was and wondering, okay, what else can I potentially do? That's funny because I have a very similar, you know, the TikTok story. We all have that same one where March 2020, a bunch of us all downloaded TikTok, started posting to it because of the pandemic. I never would have posted to it if I wasn't in my mom's basement because I also fled New York City. And it changed my entire life by downloading that app. And and pretty much all the guests I have on this podcast are people from TikTok. It's all the accounts I like on TikTok. I'm like, just like making my own little like friend club basically for fun. But I, I think, yeah, for anyone listening, this is just another example of why you have to not even take a risk, but just try out different things. Like even if the app seems stupid, even if you don't know if you're going to like the book, even if you don't maybe want to go meet that new person for coffee, like just go anyway, because it's so insane what like the slightest, most subtle thing can do for your life. And look at here we are chatting now, basically because of TikTok, because we both decided to download this app. And here we are. So, all right. So a lot of people who follow me are freelancers or thinking about becoming them. And they would probably want to ask you, what do you do on a daily basis to run your own business from the road? Like, what would you say some of your disciplinary things are? So my day to day for owning your own company is really different than a nine to five. I found myself learning about my that I ground myself in a, a huge amount of structure back when I was working at corporate. And I also grounded myself in other people's validation and approval, because as a nine to five, you always mm. have a boss. Now I'm my own boss. And while I love it and I am still continuing, I'm a huge morning person. I will wake up early. I will check my emails and then kind of as like a reward, I'll go on a hike. I'm not working nearly as many hours as I once did. And I love that. I think that's incredible. I think Alex, that's what you preach as well. However, I do need a little bit more structure in the van life situation. So I do find myself searching for 
cafes that I can go and work at because I think when you're in your home environment, Mm -hmm. you become, I don't want to use the word lazy, but you become, oh, I could do this later or let's take a nap or let's watch Netflix. So if you're going to opt into starting your own business, you still have to make sure that you're not succumbing to the temptations of just chilling out. I really highly recommend finding those cafes or like in a van, I have an AT&T router, a hotspot, and then I also will find cafes or I'll park outside of libraries and then I'll just like take their Wi-Fi from outside the library and that works really well. But it is difficult in van wow. when you're in remote areas or like even today, like I'm, I'm searching for a place that has more than two bars and make, making sure that it's 5G because yeah. you know with video. So the, the pieces of advice that I would give is when you are making the leap, still maintain some sort of structure if you're a structured person or else you'll sort of be all over the place. You're like, I love therapy. I've been going to a therapist for three years and I was talking to him about like, okay, I'm really ADD. Like I, how do I do my own business when I don't have a boss? And so he's like, okay, Quinn, make a to-do list, put a piece of paper over the other to-dos and just focus on one thing, finish it, focus on one thing, finish it. So those are the, those are the, the minor struggles, but pro cons of living in a van and having your own business is you're not working the same amount of hours and you're doing it in beautiful places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, wait, you, you mentioned that you have an AT&T router. So you have like a literal Wi-Fi like router box in your van. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. I didn't even know. I for some reason thought those had to be like in houses. I don't know why. Yeah, so it just like plugs into the wall. So I have a completely solar paneled and inverter situation going on. So this is my AT&T router. However, I recommend if you are going to be going in this lifestyle, I recommend doing a different carrier than what your phone carrier is. So that when you're in certain situations, mm. like the Verizon, a lot of people have Verizon hotspots and then they have AT&T uh-huh. phone. And that way they're able to, like in Idaho, Idaho has Verizon carriers, but not really AT&T. So it would be a nice combo to have both of them. That's my my biggest regret. Wow. Is I have two AT&Ts. Guys, that's like, yeah. That's like a genius tip. And yeah, I just noticed there's some weird states like North Carolina just has no AT&T service like anytime I'm there. I'm just like, did AT&T die here? Like, w- did they just skip over North Carolina? I don't understand. <laughs> so that that's a, such a good tip. Yeah. Like, I mean, and service is important for doing work for safety reasons. So a lot of people who follow you follow you because you are doing solo van life as a young woman with two cats. So I don't know if you want to talk more about safety measures that you take or if you even feel like you have to take any or is it all overblown that it's not safe whatever you have to say on it yeah so a lot of tips on this yeah and I get goosebumps talking about safety as a solo woman because it is a scary thing you're out here alone yeah I mean not saying my cats aren't like my protectors but they're my cats <laughs> they, they yeah. protect from mice <laughs> but the things that I do to help myself at ease are a lot. One, I do not watch or listen to crime shows. I cannot. I am that type of person that if I hear a crime show, I am immediately scared for my life. And that is what I think is going to happen to me. Do not do that. I highly, if you're susceptible to like, believe it, like not believing, but Mm -hmm. don't do it. (laughs) The other things that I do, and this is really important is I back into all of my camping spots that I go into so that I can easily leave the parking spot that I am mm-hmm. at 
always will go to parking spots in the daytime that I do not know because I like to kind of scope out the area, see if people are around me. I kind of have binoculars that I will like spy on people sometimes just to see, okay, who is in this van? I know this is creepy, but like, who's in this van? Do I feel safe with them a hundred yards away from me? Or should I get a new place? I will also keep a series of weapons, some weapons uh, limited, including like a taser, a mallet. Some people carry base- baseball bats, but if they carry a baseball bat, make sure to put a sock on it. Therefore, if you do have an intruder and you use the bat, if they grab the bat, the sock will come off and then you can swing again. So that's a really good tip. I have pepper spray and then I also have something called, which like, I'm not sure if you're legally allowed to, to say, but wasp spray. Now for legal reasons, I have wasp spray because I have wasp problems. <laughs> But wasp spray sprays 20 feet, and if someone were to get wasp spray in their eyes, they would have to go to the hospital to get it removed. Whereas pepper spray sprays everywhere, and wasp spray is a direct line. Additionally, some people in solo van life, I won't talk about if I do or not, do carry guns, depending on what state they are in. And then Mm -hmm. uh, something that puts my mind at ease is I carry a Garmin InReach. Um, It is a mini satellite phone. It is expensive, but it is amazing when you are in situations where you don't have service. I will text my parents on this phone. There's an SOS button so people can help pretty much come and help you. There's also I use a Simply Safe so you can see like right here. I use a Simply Safe monitoring system in case anything happens. I also have a panic button and then the cops would come to my location. And then I will text the coordinates to my friends, my family. I always have my share location on. And then my van, which I really like about the Ford Transit, also has a built-in GPS system. So if someone were to ever steal my van or not know where I am, my dad has all of the information to gain access to to where my vehicle is. So it's a long list. Like It really, truly is. Yeah, wow. When you're doing van life, you are always on your guard. So when I'm going back to my family member's house, I'll probably sleep for three days because I don't realize how exhausted I truly am just from having my guard up. Now, this isn't to scare you. This is just to take precautions to make yourself Mm -hmm. feel better because zero, 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 you know, 1.1% of the time, nothing is going to happen 99% of the time. But I use these things to help keep my mind at ease. A lot of people have dogs as well. And then a lot of people will put like strobe lights on the outside of their vehicles as well as cameras or bars on their window. But there's a lot, there's a lot you can do. But I want to say again, this isn't to scare you just to take precautions. It is not scary. I love van life so much. I remember studying abroad and thinking and the movie Taken had just come out. And I remember like not speaking to anyone. I don't want to like make friends. I just want to (laughs) like see the sights and get out because I'm too afraid of trusting. And I've tried to let my guard down a little in van life and the community is just incredible. And so I've really jumped outside my comfort zone by doing this. And it's not as scary as you think. Just stay away from friend shows. Yeah, you know what? I don't understand people who binge the, like, My True Murder, whatever the heck it's called. People who, like, get off from weird, like, crime murder shows. I'm like, are you okay? Like, I don't want to know about that stuff. (laughs) Like, why do people like that stuff? So good. I was reading this book. It was like, stay sexy, but don't get killed. And I was, like, listening to it on a walk. I'm like, I can't listen to this. (laughs) Like, this is not... 
No, and like they've done countless studies that show creepy people who have a tendency to go possibly do something worse, you know, they'll fantasize about media related stuff. So all these shows, I'm like, you're literally feeding people who might have an inclination to go actually do that. You're like feeding them with the idea to go do it. So I just totally don't understand why it's made and why it's consumed. That's like a that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. But yep. I agree with you. Like that you, it's all about bringing what makes you feel safe. Because I've done a lot of traveling, too, out of my Jeep. For me, mm-hmm. I don't have any problems saying this. I bring a gun with me, and I have my, I have all my permits, concealed carry, everything, so that I'm legally doing that. I'm not advising anyone to illegally bring a gun into a, you know, check the state before you go into it. Not all of them allow you to just bring it in with you and stuff. I bring it with me, though, and it helps me feel empowered as a small woman <laughs> that should anything happen to me because I Airbnb bounce a lot. So in case anyone, you know, watch me go in the house or whatever. I also have a baseball bat in my Jeep. I didn't think of the sock thing. Mm-hmm. Smart. So smart. I don't have any of the sprays. I think I should get some of the sprays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that sounds like, wow, like anyone listening to this, if you're going to do van life, go rewind and write down that list of everything she just said, because that is like a veteran van life fan lifer right there yeah or even if you're checking into a hotel room like I would remember like checking in and yeah they would say what's your last name and I'd say here take my ID because one I don't want anyone to know my last name and then if they had said my room number out loud and there were people around mm-hmm. me specifically men mm-hmm. around I would ask him for a new room and I would politely say can you just please write my my number down because yeah. I don't want anyone to know where I'm sleeping so it's just small things and always it's okay to lie. I have an oversharing problem, which like clearly you know about now because I can't stop talking. (laughs) But if someone walks up to you and is asking you questions, like I had a man, I was refilling my water tank and this man walked up to me. He's like, hi, how long have you been doing this? Do you need my help refilling your water tank? Where are you sleeping tonight? Where are you staying? And that is when you lie. That is when you also politely say like, sir, sorry, you know, or my husband is sleeping Mm -hmm. in the van. We've been doing this for six months. It's always we, mm-hmm. I, or my friends are behind me on the hike, or I'm just catching up to my friends. You never, ever want to say I in those situations either. And that just is for anything yeah. that you're really kind of doing in a, in a solo setting. So there's just, there's so much can be done. Oh, for sure. How do you balance it with social media? Because I know for me, I get paranoid sometimes. I've had people come and recognize me in public so much so that I'm actually considering changing my hair color back to just normal brown next month. How do you balance that with social media? Like, is there something you do when you create a TikTok where do you try and make sure people can't watch the TikTok and like know exactly where you are? Or are you not as worried about like the social media side? So I'm moving so quickly that... By the time I make a TikTok, okay, yeah. I'm no longer there. But I will say, do okay. not post. I My stories are always three to four days behind. So when I'm posting Smart. stories, I'm either not going to geotag and like tell people where I am, or I'll just hold off for a couple of days. And then there's okay. times where like Van Life Festivals where I'll be like, hey, I am going to be here at this time. Come and meet up. But yes, mm-hmm. I never post where I am on social media. I just think that that's yeah, really good. scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, like, I used to post more about it. I definitely don't now. And I've even been contemplating backing a little bit out of my social media a bit, you know, and just turning it more so into just business stuff and not even really anything related to, like, my personal life. 
Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't know, you know, it's like there's an element to social media, right? I'm sure you feel the same. It's a love hate where it's enabled me to help so many people and change so many lives. But at the end of the day, it's still so toxic to be able to just like watch someone and their entire life through the phone every day. So, you know, there's always there's the good and the bad. And I'm always like teetering on like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but I'm helping people. I don't know if you feel the same. I am in a place right now where I 100% feel the same way. Yeah. All that we've been doing this, you know, putting our personalities out there on social, on TikTok Mm -hmm. specifically for what, a year and a half now. I am getting to the point where I'm like, what do we talk about next? Or do I want personal life out there? So I think it is a really nice balance that I'm learning, that you're learning as to, okay, how much do we actually want to share? Because mm-hmm. I tend to gravitate more towards educational rather than some of the personality accounts I see just because I still want to remain who I am. Me too. Not that they don't. Yeah. I love some of the accounts like on social. Oh, me too. Me but, too. But I still want to make sure that I'm living in the present moment and continuing to do van life for the reasons that I had started with and, and not do it for social. Yeah, I love that. And I've totally the same people will always tell me when they meet me, they're like, I didn't realize you had such a sense of humor. You're so I'm so inappropriate. They're like, I didn't realize you're so inappropriate. I'm like, that's because I actually try not to be myself on my TikTok, like on purpose. (laughs) Yes, like when I talk to clients, I'm like, hey, guys, (laughs) this isn't your TikTok personality. It's my Insta story personality. But TikTok is like, here are seven things on this day. Yeah, speaking of plugging her TikTok, guys, and we'll plug it again at the end, but if you don't follow her, please go follow her. She makes these amazing videos that are very, like, professionally done with lists of things to help you find different, you know, tourist spots if you're in Colorado or van life tips. Super informational. So plugging her TikTok. Quinn Gable, is that the user er, username? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Easy enough, right? <laughs> okay, so I have to ask you, you're traveling with two cats. I traveled with one cat. And I would tear down the planet for her. But traveling with the cat is not the easiest thing in the world. So how are you traveling with two cats? Like, how is that going? Yeah. So how it started was at at the pandemic, I had just moved to Los Angeles two weeks before the pandemic. And I was based out of Chicago. And so my cats had already gone on the road trip. So we did it the cross country. And then it was kind of, then I moved in with my dad. Cause like you fleeing New York, I fled Los Angeles mm-hmm. and went to go live on my dad's peach farm in Colorado. Cause he's a farmer and slowly started bringing my cats who were Chicago apartment cats for about a year. So just because they're not outdoor cats doesn't mean you can't do road trips. You absolutely can or do van mm-hmm. life with your cat. So day by day, I would take them outside and I would like put their harnesses and their leashes on and, and they weren't used to them yet. And we would bring treats all over the orchard and I'd be like, Hey, follow me, follow me, follow me. So they knew that if they followed me, that I had food for them or I was safe for them or or they wanted to play with a toy. And so we did that for a couple months. And for anyone who wants to harness train and leash train your cats, it's going to take a long time. The, the whole process for yeah. around six months and you have to have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You put the harness on and, and I would always put the harness on before they ate food and then they would go and eat food and they would get used to the harness for about a month. And then you introduce the leash and you take the leash with their toys. And then it's almost like the carrot, chase the carrot and they would chase it with, with. Yeah. and then the, the transition into van life 
once they had sort of gotten used to being outside, the transition to van life was interesting. So I pulled my van in when I first had gotten it and I didn't put them in the van. I just let them smell around. They came into the van when they wanted to come into the van. I would slowly put some of their toys all over the van so that they would understand that it was their home. Mm -hmm. traveling with cats has been really awesome they are now you know after us doing so many cross-country road trips just in my old hyundai they had gotten used to driving now i get a lot of questions online about hey my cat howls when i drive or my cat won't stop moving or my cat won't stop going to the bathroom or something like that what i had done was there's these really great collars that you can put on. They're like these pheromone collars. They're called calming collars that you can get on Amazon. I would put those on. I would do like pheromone scents on Amazon. You could also like cover their carrier with a blanket so then they go to sleep. I know a lot of people will use CBD treats and then they can go to sleep and then they'll Mm -hmm. start slowly getting used to either the van or the road trip because you had a litter box in, in your Jeep, right? Yeah, I had one all set up in the back. She only used it once, like, in transit, which was hysterical. But I had everything that she ever could need while we were on the road to make sure she was comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then what happens is I'm traveling with the weather. So a lot of people will ask, well, how do you keep your cats safe? The van is completely insulated, and there are so many things that are different than a van versus a car. So I'm traveling mm-hmm. for weather below 85 degrees. I also, if you're going to have a pet in, a, in your van, what I recommend is having at least two sources of air circulation. So like behind me, you'll see that I have a window right here that opens. So this is one form of circulation, and then I have two fans above me, and then I have a sliding rear door window. And when all of these fans are on, it like sucks the air through and through and through and it creates a really great wind tunnel. So when it is 85 degrees, it stays 70 degrees in the van and my cats are completely fine. So I'll go on a five mile hike knowing that my cats are completely fine. And then I also have a, from Simply Safe, I use like a camera. So I just can monitor, check in with them, see if everything's happening, if there's a temperature monitor. So When you have a fully insulated vehicle, it's really a lot easier when you're traveling for the weather and you have that air circulation to keep it cool. And then you also see like a door behind me right now, like this door Mm -hmm. opens to the main cab where I drive and that takes off so much heat from that window coming in. So I've really tried to cover all of the windows, bring in enough air, and the cats are completely fine. And then when I'm in a dispersed camping area, which if you don't know what dispersed camping is, I use an app called iOverlander and it lets you know where you can park for free, kind of in the middle of nowhere. There won't be any like pit toilets or restrooms or showers, but it's it's dispersed kind of out there. And so when I'm in those situations, I will look for very large areas of land and I will then let the cats roam free because I have a tracker. It's a, it's called tile. It's what you use for your wallet or your keys. And then I'm able to find them when they are kind of out and about doing their own thing, getting Mm -hmm. exercise for the day. So that is, has been wonderful is using that tile. I've tried so many and I'm not like sponsored by any, this is none of this is sponsored, but it's so helpful because I think it tracks up to 300 feet and then it makes a noise so I can always find them. And then when that noise happens, I've been giving them treats so that they know when the noise is heard, then they come back to the van for treats or they come find me for a treat. So that's like a long winded answer of cats are, you can absolutely have cats on the road. 
many people do. I'm sitting on a bench that houses the litter box. Like it, it's completely doable yeah. to have cats. And it's so nice to have companions on the road too. And yeah. then you just park far enough away from dogs. And then you just ask the owners, are your dogs dangerous? Are they aggressive? Okay, great. Can you put your dog in? I'll take my cats out for an hour. Then you take your dog out for an hour. So it really works out. I like, I took them yeah. to like a cute little like music festival in Idaho. It was great. They just like chilled on the lawn and slept and it was oh. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm dying. I love cats so much. This has been so information packed. Like you should be a speaker about van life around the country or something or have your own book. I know you have guides. I know you have travel guides and everything, but you know a lot about this stuff. You're super informational on it. And this has been awesome so for people who are listening before we talk about where to find you mm-hmm. let's say there's someone listening right now who is stuck at their nine to five that they hate and all they want to do is go freelance full-time and live in a van with their two cats yeah. what would your advice be to this person on why it is possible even if they feel it's not it's a really good question alex <laughs> so when i thought the van life was a possibility. It was because I had looked on on TikTok. I started communicating with a lot of people on DMs and I knew that this is what I wanted. And I started reaching out to people who already had the life that I wanted. One, I would recommend that you mm-hmm. do that. Before you leave anything, I, I would recommend reaching out to the, those people who have your dream life and asking them questions. Then I wrote a lot in my journal. I also use something called futureme.org where you write letters to your future self as to where you want to be when this letter will magically appear in your inbox. And I've been doing it since college. It's awesome. And so I I went to this website. I wrote down all the things selfishly that I wanted to do. I was super selfish. And one by one, which if you've never done this before, it's a part of manifestation. I didn't believe in manifestation until I started doing this. And I was writing everything Mm. down and slowly these little nuggets from the universe kept coming out. Never in a million years did I think this would be my life. I really, really, really didn't. And because I started telling myself, these are the things that I want to do. These are the things that I want to experience. The universe started opening doors for me. And I think that if you are incredibly passionate about wanting to leave your nine to five, or you're wondering what's out there for you, I suggest you write it down and then start paying attention to what's around you. And then looking at that and seeing those signs and then going after it, but also taking the risk of leaving. I left or I had given my notice in the company and I had not a single contract. i had no clients. I just... I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I knew this was my next step and I just went for it. And literally to the day, two weeks after I put in, you know, my, my 30 days notice, I got an email from Under Armour to contract me for a new campaign that they were working on. And then a month later, I got one from Cliff Bar. And then two months later, I got one from Outdoorsy. And four months later, I got one from the Colorado Tourism Board asking to be their ambassador. And all of these things mm. happened without me ever, ever in a million years thinking they were going to happen. And it was because I was asking the universe and making moves towards these small things that I wanted to do. So for anyone that is like, I can't do it. I don't have another job. There are doors that open for you when you do not expect doors to open for you. You have to pay attention though, to the doors that are opening. And like the quote that I always live by is like, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. 
And that is just mm-hmm. completely true totally. in my opinion. And then the other quote that I, that I live by is don't, don't die with dreams, die with memories. You don't want to wake up at 70 and, and think woulda, shoulda, coulda. And that's probably the biggest reason mm-hmm. why I ended up opting to request a sabbatical or leave my nine to five is because I've been there eight years and like I wanted to I wanted to explore more options and more things and you just never know where where that's going to take you but it's hard work yeah and the universe is going to put bricks in yeah. front of you just so that they prove to you how much you want it and when you pass those brick walls then you just keep going that's what I love so much about what I've been able to accomplish in the last year or six months of doing van life is just how many things changed and sort of opened in my direction because I decided to follow a path that felt so right in my heart. Beautifully said, guys. There, there it is. I mean, you have to give God the chance to sprinkle the goodies onto your life, and that can't happen unless you are, you know, if you're inactive, it's not going to happen. So you have to start, like you said, like making those little changes towards what you want. And writing things down, that's powerful too. I'm starting to get more into that. You know, I type all day as a writer, but I'm starting to get into there's something about actually writing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just like going out in the sun, standing on the earth barefoot, all the simple things uh, are the things we're missing today that I think would help everyone with all the different things we have going on. Quinn, this was amazing. Please tell everyone where they can find your different accounts, products, guys. I will also have it linked in the description as always. Yeah. So if you want to find me on TikTok and Instagram, I am at Quinn Gable, Q-U-I-N-G-A-B-L-E. I am very active on my Instagram DMs. So if you have any questions as it relates to social, cats, being on the van, solo van life, leaving your corporate nine to five, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm also on Pinterest on Quinn Gable and starting a YouTube channel soon hopefully. <laughs> and then launching a website soon too. So that'll be really okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so on my, it. yeah. So on my TikTok, you'll find travel stuff, solo stuff, cat stuff, a plethora of things. Oh my God. Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on Quinn. I look forward to us chatting. I would love to do a part two of this and I will see you on TikTok where you post amazing stuff every day. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it.